Welcome back, everyone. This is Malik with Inner Life Restoration, where we love to celebrate each other, knowing that each one of us has been born with something truly special. And that unique essence, it can be imitated by another. Though it may look the same or smell the same, the taste will be different. So at Inner Life Restoration, a nonprofit organization, we love to celebrate identity and culture encouraging one another to grow into unity and tapping into our given purpose. I get a chance to meet so many amazing people throughout the world, some that I'm referred to or introduced to, and some of them are my friends and they've got inspirational stories and I love getting a chance to share them to encourage others to live their lives mask off. I am super excited to introduce our guest speaker today. His name is Omar Brook, and you never know where you're going to meet exceptional people. They're around us all the time. I actually met Omar while I was traveling to the Middle East, and we sparked a conversation on the plane, and wow, he's got an amazing story, but he was actually born and raised on the south side of Chicago. He received his bachelor's degree from Arkansas State University, and while attending college, Omar realized how quickly he got himself into debt. Sometimes the problems that we face in life are an opportunity to create a solution, to create an impact. And that's exactly what Omar did because as he discovered that other students were in the same situation of having credit card debt, loan debt, he decided to get familiarized with the laws around this and that sparked his passion and created a business to help people eliminate debt. So I am, again, extremely honored to have him on to share his life journey and I'm sure it's going to inspire me even more and hopefully you as well. To the podcast, Omar. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Likewise. Yeah, so, you know, we got a chance to hear about you were born and raised in Chicago. But how long have you been here in Georgia? Absolutely. Uh, I've been in the great state of Georgia uh, since 2006. So uh, uh, got a U-Haul, um, left um, Arkansas, which I definitely appreciated and enjoyed uh, college there, and, uh, and, and headed on down to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in the uh, suburbs of it, Sandy Springs, and I haven't left since. Okay, yeah, so it kind of, uh, it definitely drew you in, and uh, I was going to say, when you were living in Chicago, take us back a little bit to those days. How was life growing up for you? Life um, in, in rural Chicago uh, had its challenges. You know, I was blessed to have, uh, you know, both of my parents, a lot of my friends, uh, maybe only had, uh, you know, either the mother or the father was was uh, available in the house uh, in the household. Um, but you know, through it all, just and growing up in Chicago uh, with all of the violence, with all of the uh, challenges that many 
uh, rural kids had, including myself. Um, you know, I always told myself as a kid that this would be uh, just, uh, you know, something that I uh, had to experience, go through so that I can get out of. So uh, and now we're here. Right, right. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your past and and being vulnerable about it, too. Yeah, a lot of the times, you know, we may grow up in uh, extreme circumstances and that can shape the rest of our life. It can uh, perhaps make us uh, get stuck, you know, and and not be able to move forward. And so you were mentioning that from a young age, you were just kind of focused on, okay, I, I see what's going on. I'm experiencing it. But this is not the end. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, I went I went through, you know, uh, a lot. You know, um, I was uh, molested, you know, as a as a, a kid um, mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, actually the principal of the school. And, um, you know, I had some wow. other issues. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, challenges in the community. And I just, um, you know, just, you know, all I had was my faith in God, uh, my belief in God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and he seen me through it. You know, a lot of a lot of times we often may, you know, go through things and think that no one is there for us. And and Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we're on our own. But, um, you know, if you know, if you I, I heard this saying life never makes sense. As you're going forward in motion, as you're mm-hmm. going through the trials and error, it, it, it makes more sense uh, when you look back at the um, events that occurred in your life mm-hmm. and, you know, you say, wow, you know, you have persevered. This is what makes champions and this is what makes people realize the champion in them. Wow. I love that. Very well said. Yeah. Everything in life is is character building. Um And as long as we're able to continue to move forward and what you mentioned, wow, man, that really touched my heart that your faith in God is something that allowed you to move past the struggles. And so were you just uh, really connected to your faith from a young age or maybe as you started to experience these struggles and that circumstance, did that draw you in deeper? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, growing up, you know, as a as a child, um, you know, I was conflicted in faith because, um, you know, as we were, uh, you know, talking uh, on the on the plane mm-hmm. when I met you, uh, you know, like my my father, uh, he had a Muslim background. Mm-hmm. My mother, she had a Christian background. So the conflict of faith, and, and, ne- and neither one of them I appreciated. They never forced their religion mm-hmm. on any of us. Uh, you know, I have uh, two sisters and one brother. They never forced their religion on any of us, but, um, you know, gave us the opportunity to choose on our own. And, uh, you know, and I learned um, that, you know, my faith and Jesus is what is what pushed me through. And I can tell you about, you know, experiences that I've had um, where, you know, it had to be God that showed up, you know, spiritual 
real spiritual um, things that that had uh, happened in my life that, you know, I knew that there was a God. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times we're born into a particular faith, into a religion, and we have to make our own choice at one time. And that's amazing that your family was not placing any pressure over you and your brothers and sisters and just kind of allowing you to go where your heart seems led. And so how did you encounter uh, Jesus? Like what what led you to that relationship? Wow. Um, so <clears throat> this is touching to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So at one time, you know, well, you know, as a kid, when you're getting out of high school, you're, you're you know, you're, you're uh, kind of not really uh, understanding where you want to be in life, the position you want to be in life, or at least that was my case. Right. So, um, you know, I was just bouncing back and forth. Uh, through different uh, colleges, one of the colleges that I went to, because I, you know, I had dreams of playing football. You know, I was like every other kid. I wanted to go to the NFL. This, this was, this was the thing in 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 the inner communities. You either wanted to play football, professional football, professional basketball, wanted to be a rapper. You know, uh, any of those courses was was pretty much the norm and one in uh, in, in our community and and what we wanted to do. So. Having said that, you know, I was uh, just lost, okay? So when I uh, moved to Florida and played for Bethune-Cookman College, um, I was actually, um, uh, my cousin, you know, she was into witchcraft. And, you know, this is something that I, I didn't know and, you know, she she uh, just was dealing with some things on her own. And personally, I, I love her. But I knew, uh, you know, this was uh, something interesting that I was dealing with. And I'll go ahead and get into it. Mm-hmm. So one of the events that took place, um, we were like upstairs in the attic. And uh, she said, you know, hey, cuz, you know, do you want to play with this uh and I'm like, Ouija board, like, I've heard of the term, but I'm like, ah, cuz, uh, you know, she's like, no, cuz, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun, so, so basically, she made this Ouija board, and I can still remember it like yesterday, uh, it was made from a regular cardboard, wasn't, wasn't any type of batteries in it or anything, uh, she had yes, no, maybe, uh, this was at the bottom. She had um, my name in the upper left hand corner, her name in the upper right hand corner. She wrote the alphabets from A to Z on the board uh, and then zero through nine she wrote on the board. And so um, she took a McDonald's cup. She turned it around. She took her earring out that had a, a you know, had a Women have the little earrings with the, you know, long point at the tip of them. She put that in the middle of the cup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, she said, well, cuz put two fingers on the cup. I put my two fingers on there. She put her two fingers on there. And she kept saying, hello, hello. Is anybody home? Is anybody home? 
And uh, at this time, Molly, I'm thinking like my cuz is going crazy. Something's <laughs> <laughs> going on. Here. Right, right. So, uh, you know, she kept saying, she said, hello, hello. Is anyone home? Is anyone home? And um, strangely enough, the cup started like moving. And so um, I'm like, she said, did you do that, cuz? And I'm like, no, I didn't do it. And you can imagine the um, the shock the shock value that was in it uh, for me. So she asked the cup. She asked where she said, "Are you a good spirit or or a bad spirit?" Mm-hmm. And quite naturally, I mean, you know, the cup went to uh, yes, like it was a good spirit, even though you know you can't trust. Uh, seducing spirits because you you know they're mm-hmm. seducers, right? And so right. Uh, when it went to uh, yes, she asked, "Who are you here to see?" And it said it went up there to my name. It said Omar. Hmm. And so she said, "Okay, cause I'm gonna take my two fingers off the cup, and you just start asking it questions." Mm-hmm. And so quite naturally, um, you know, or unnaturally sort of scene um you know but curious very curious i started asking questions like you know hey am i gonna be rich and you know the questions that right i guess anyone want to know or someone at that age just curious wanting to know right and i started asking the questions i'm sorry oh no i was saying right i would probably do the same like hey am i gonna be wealthy <laughs> right exactly I'll, i'm going at it so <laughs> So as 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 I went, Malik, uh, you know, it just started um, responding to me, and uh, as I was playing the game, I just felt convicted. And so the one question that I asked it, mm-hmm. I said, "Is God mad at me?" Now, mind you, it's giving me straight answers, yes or no. All, you know, it's just giving me all throughout the the whole episode of dealing with this uh, Ouija board, this homemade Ouija board mm-hmm. is giving me answers, uh, straight answers. Yes. No. So when I ask the question, is God mad at me? Mm-hmm. It went down to maybe. Hmm. And when it went down to maybe. I was like, well, OK, well, goodbye. And then it went over there to goodbye. And then it went right back into the center. So what made and, you ask that question at that time, if God is mad at me? Well, you know, that's a good question. So, Mullick, I've always knew it was a God. I just didn't know what to call him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've, I've, in my mind, I'm always, um, what I would like to say, I am theoretically and rationally speaking, you know, um, and how did I know it was a God? Because, you know, if we go outside and we feel the wind blow, we can't see the wind, but we know it's blowing. Mm, Right. Right. Um, You know, if as you know, when you think about theoretically what makes sense, how man, woman, they can get together and intimacy and then they have a child well this is true but if you go back from that man from that woman and you keep going back into the history 
there had to be a first. So, so then, and, and that first, that first, and what I say, not, not a first man or a first woman, but a first, a first, a, 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 a one in the, one spiritual, I knew that was God. Because it had to be somewhere that all of us evolved from. It just made sense to me, theoretically, if you look back. There had to be a producer that created where people can produce. Oh. That's just what that just makes sense to me. Um, so, and having said that, um, I always knew it was a God. So your question was, you know, what made me ask, ask that question is because I always knew. Now, did I know what his name was? No. And that's kind of what I'm going to get into now after the episode. So after I was in that room, um, then, you know, my cousin, she left me in there alone so I can ask the questions. Um, and and after I said bye, you know, and, and it said uh, bye as well. I felt like Adam and Eve after they took from the fruit, the tree of life. Wow. It's like now. Yeah. Now I understand that they are spirits in this world. Mm -hmm. And even though we cannot see them, just like we cannot see the wind, they're here. And we can feel spirits of people. People might produce the spirit of that spirit. If you see somebody sad, if you see somebody happy, if you see somebody, whatever, you know, right. that is the spirit of it and so I asked God this simple question I said God I don't know who you are I said I just know what I just dealt with and I feel bad mm. and all I ask is that whoever you are can you please reveal yourself to me wow and so um that day, I uh, I went downstairs into the room, and you know it was teddy bears in this room. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to see them all the time. Now I'm, I'm tripping out, right? I'm looking at the teddy bears, and I'm like, hey, is they looking at me? I'm turning these things around, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want them their faces, their eyes looking at me because you know now I'm understanding spiritually that there is something mm -hmm. that is going on in this earth. Right. And I've just been aware of it. I've just been alerted. I just know I can't play it. I can't play the I don't know game because I know now. Yeah, you experienced and so, it. Okay. Yes. Yes, my friend. And so um, from there, Mullet, I, uh, that next day, you know, I said, I said to pray, God, you know, Wherever you are, please reveal yourself to me. And so that next day, it just felt like walking, man. I, I wasn't walking like a robot, like I am going down the street. No, I just <laughs> had the urge to walk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and so what I did, Malik, I just started walking. And I ended up down the side street. It was some people in like um, a building that, you know, uh, just, you know, building and they were having church in there. 
And so I was like, hmm, should I go in there? And I was like, hmm. And then what I call like my two angels, which was uh, just, you know, two people standing outside, they invited me in. They say, hey, would you like to come in? Wow. And I was like, yeah, you know, sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. This is this is all God, man. And so when I when I when I walked inside, I sat down in the back. Um, you know, I see this guy. He got this cape on and uh, they call him Apostle. Apostle Willie. I forgot. His, it's something like that, man. Willie, Apostle Willie uh, Williams or, you know, don't don't go on the name. But he was an apostle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called himself an apostle. And so um Ephesians 4 and 13 for anyone. Uh, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the edification of the body of Christ. Ephesians right. 4 and 13. Right. So um, so at any rate, I uh, I sat down in the back and, um, you know, he's singing this song. Somebody touch me. Must have been Jesus. Somebody touched me. I know it was Jesus. And so he's calling people up there. He's giving them uh, words from the Lord, as he called them, and prophecies, and uh, which he's telling them about themselves. And I'm in the back, and I'm saying to myself, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's going on? I said, I said, he, I, well, look, I said, I bet he won't call me up. <laughs> I said, I said, I won't be falling out. And then I'm not going to be falling. You're going to touch me. I'm not right, falling. Right. right. This is how I'm thinking. And so he's steady calling people. And I remember it was, it was a, uh, a cute looking uh, young lady, little girl like me that was back there. I'm like, what is he doing? You know, she's just laughing at right. me. <laughs> she's just laughing at me. And so, um, sure enough, Mullet, he said, you in the back. Mm. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, everybody looking in the back and I'm looking in the back, but I'm actually looking at the wall or the door. You know? <laughs> like, so he was like, no, yes, you, you back there. <laughs> and I pointed like, he's talking to me. And it, and I'm still saying when I get up there, oh, hey, he's going he gonna to try to touch me. I'm not going to fall. I bet you I won't right, fall. Right, right. <laughs> this is my, what I'm saying. So called me up there. And uh, then he started talking because I had a, you know, my first daughter, I had her when I was in um, high school. Excuse me. I had my first daughter in high school. And so um, when I had her in high school, you know, um, they moved to Mississippi for, you know, reasons, I guess, you know, one to kind of cover it up because it wasn't, you know, something that um, back then, you know, um, it wasn't a cool or popular thing to do where a lot of you know kids was having kids, you know, in high school. Right. And so, um, you know, so, so now, you know, my daughter's in the South and I'm, I'm, you know, then this is the, one of the reasons why I kind of moved to the South because she was in there. And, but, um, but to make a long story short, so in, you know, in this moment, I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, wow, he just called me up there. So I go to the front. This guy, and I've been, you know, praying because, you know, 
Uh, at the time, I didn't know who God was. I said, you know, God, you know, uh, I just want my daughter. So he told me that me and my daughter was going to be together. And I'm like, who just told this guy about my daughter? You know, <laughs> so now I'm getting a little bit mad. I'm looking behind me. I'm like, is my cousin in here? Like, who is <laughs> telling this guy means, yeah. about my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, wow. yeah, so, uh, yeah, Bullock, he, uh, you know, once he, you know, told me and uh, that and uh, he, 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 he touched me. Did you and, fall? Uh, and <laughs> I fell to the floor. <laughs> he got you, Omar. <laughs> I, he got me, man. He got me. He said, pick him back up. Pick him back up. Then he blew on me. I fell to the floor. Then he then he threw his cape at me. Pick him back up. Pick him. I fell to the floor. So that last time I fell to the floor, floor mullet, I remember saying, okay, I know who you are now, wow. God. Your name is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I just laid there for a second, just in appreciation and thankfulness that he just revealed himself to me the day after I played with a homemade Ouija board. So that shows you just the beauty of God, the love of God, and the forgiveness of God. Mm -hmm. uh, because all in that moment, I just experienced that. Wow, that is a precious, precious testimony, Omar. And so, you know, going back to the Ouija board situation, you clearly picked up on some spiritual discernment that, okay, there, this doesn't really feel right. You felt that conviction. And that is amazing yes. how God, when we reach out to him with an open heart and we really want to experience him, we can receive that encounter. We can receive that guidance and, and, and have truth pour into us. I mean... That is amazing that the very next day you just come across this church and those angels that you speak of invited you in, Omar, and you got to encounter yes. Jesus one on one. That is ah, that is so touching. So throughout your thank life, you, as, yeah. yes, thank you, Lord. Uh, throughout your life, you believed in God. You knew he was there. He kind of helped you through those tough circumstances at, at a young age. But just wanting to fully know what path is the truth, like, who are you really? And then at, in your college years, that's when you had that encounter. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, well, okay. yeah, it was uh, a day that I would never forget. Never forget, man. Man. I, I, man. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I'm just so touched by it too. I'm like, I would never be able to forget that either. That's so beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's, that's the beautiness in God because sometimes we go through, you know, we not really understanding why we going through and it could be years later that it's revealed, but you know, you, you, my friend and the others that I've shared that story with, um, you know, my experience, um, you know, all have been touched. And and we as Christians, that's really what it's about. It's about touching each other because there's so much uh, craziness and evilness going on, um, you know, in these days mm -hmm. that we need to, you know, not be afraid to speak our hearts, 
speak what's on our minds and God would do the rest. That's really, that's really our only job. Right. Yeah, it's very true, man. And uh, I'm honored that, you know, God kind of aligned us up <laughs> in that random moment on the plane. Me too. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I may have shared this on the podcast. My story has kind of unveiled through having different guest speakers on, but I also come from uh, being born as a Muslim and uh, Jesus touched me throughout my life. And it was just encounter after encounter, seed after seed planted in me. But I, I needed my own encounter one on one with him. And, and when I made that prayer to receive the truth, I started to have my prayer answered in several ways. And so I love uh, the heart of inner life restoration Bless. to just reach people from all different backgrounds, all different faiths. We honor and we respect wherever you are. But yeah, it's it's also uh, something that burns deeply within myself, within Omar and just other people that align with their faith. We want to share it. We want to encourage other people. If you're searching, if you have questions, he's got answers. And so you can approach God with an open heart and uh, and he'll meet you in that moment, in that space. And his love is so great for us. It doesn't matter what we've done what we might currently be doing. We can always approach him. He's always got open arms and, uh, and his love is so great (laughs) that that never changes. He never changes. Um, man, I'm, I'm so fired up right now. I feel the presence of God. (laughs) Um, so, you know, after you, your experience (laughs) in encountering Jesus, you're still in college. You kind of mentioned that along this time you started to uncover uh, a situation you were going through of having credit card debt loan debt and and how did that play out for your business yes well um so like um was listening to one of my good friends um you know and 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 this is another thing like you know as kids and you know i try to mentor kids and let them know that you know, you don't have to, you know, you, you don't, a lot of them, they try to hide things. And we, 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 as even adults, we do as well. And I, and I understand being discreet about certain things, but when it comes to like your, your bills and your finances, um, you know, it's very important to teach kids. And I wish it was in school where, you know, they taught us about credit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, uh, that just wasn't the case. I mean, I know in my school, they never taught us about, you know, having credit or building credit or, you know, making sure you um, have a, uh, you know, uh, create a spreadsheet that, that teaches you how to. You know. Hey, Omar. Hey, Omar, are you there? Hey, okay, I'm here. Okay, I think it. Can you yes, hear me? I can hear you, brother. I think it went out for just a moment. Um, if you'll kind of just backtrack, oh. uh, you you finished off where you shared that you wish there was like you know maybe a process where they taught you to make a spreadsheet. Right, right. You know, make a spreadsheet or you know have a calendar, mark all your dates. Like, you know, look at your bank statements and, you know, whatever you're paying, just mark those dates so that you'll know exactly 
uh, when you have to make those payments. And so like when I'm talking to the younger kids and what I mean by younger, we're talking 18 to 24, 25 years old. Most of those kids, um, they come out with, you know, college debt, um, but they go in getting credit cards. And, and, you know, I mean, it was so easy to get a credit card. I was just talking to one of my friends the other day uh, that I went to college with at Arkansas State. And he was telling me about, you know, when he was in school, he got a $10,000 credit card. And so they're, they're just like giving it out and putting kids in those age groups in debt. And, and so um, we have to learn. Uh, how to structure payments. And and your, your question was, I don't want to veer away from it, was how did I get started? Well, I had actually filed a bankruptcy when I was in Chicago. Okay. I didn't, ha- I didn't have nothing. I didn't have much. So it was like, but I did it because uh, one of my friends um, was telling me that was the best thing to do because God bless my mama. She had co-signed for me a car. And in this moment, uh, I was doing good for a year and a half, but in that particular moment, I just did not have the money. And so uh, desperately, I was trying to make sure that my mom was OK, uh, more or less than myself, because, you know, she put her name on this for me. Right. And so, you know, I um so so having a bankruptcy, uh, you know, um, you know, and dealing with. Uh, with that, that, uh, that inspired me because, you know, I was, I was in and out of school, you know, um, you know, once the football uh, thing didn't work out for me in and out of school, going back and forth to Chicago and so forth. So, so now by having this bankruptcy and having uh, this debt, you know, um, I started educating myself on laws, uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Your listeners, they can, you know, do some research themselves if they like. Uh, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, um, you know, and I started educating myself. Then I started getting items off of my credit reports. And as I did that, um, I had friends that I shared this with and then come to find out, they were having similar problems and I started working on their credit reports and, and, and then, and then they started clearing up and then they started sending me friends and the rest was history from there, from there. Uh, so I was kind of like put, I, you know, it wasn't something that I planned uh, to actually make it a, a career, but that's just kind of how it happened uh, for me. And from there, we just started building and uh, thousands of customers later, we are still assisting people um, in the, you know, this, this having credit problems. I don't think the problem would ever go away, go away, excuse me, it'll always be there. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what we do. And I'm happy to see people say, hey, I got a, Omar, I got a car. Oh, hey, Omar, I just got me a house. And thank you so much. I just got a loan. You know, though, you know, it's nothing more inspiring to hear someone uh, tell you those things where they're able to achieve uh, for themselves. Wow. 
Man, that is awesome. I love how just as I mentioned initially when I introduced you to the podcast that sometimes we experience uh, complications in life, some resistance, and then all of a sudden that begins to be a platform of maybe our career path, maybe of our purpose, maybe of some skills and talents that were there that were hidden, but they're coming to the forefront. And I feel like there's probably someone listening, right? When they're hearing this, whenever that is, that whatever you've experienced in your life, it's not just for you to be buried in. No, it's for you to rise up out of it, right? And then not yes. only will your character be built off of it, not only will you find a solution from it, but you're going to be able yes. to impact the lives of other people from it, right? And uh, th- yes. this is the beauty. It's it's never a roadblock. It's like a new beginning. And so the new beginning you experience from uh, overcoming your credit struggles and debt struggles. And I've experienced this too. And so I thank you for your openness and your honesty. Uh, and I feel like maybe it will encourage other people that, Hey, it's a, uh, it's not a dead end. And that's amazing that that's your right. friends were like, Hey, wait a second. <laughs> he knows something we don't yeah. like, uh, what are you doing over there with these yeah. credit laws? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. This, this, this was, this was needed Mullet. And, you know, just from hearing when you were just talking earlier, it's just the, it, it, the, I, what came to mind that came in my spirit uh, when they was talking about going through things in life is your lesson can be your blessing. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, when you were speaking, brother, that came to my spirit. Your lesson can be your blessing, even though you're going through it. And, and, you know, there used to be a song titled Trouble Don't Last Always, mm-hmm. you know, and I want your listeners to know that even though you're going through it doesn't mean that you're not going to get out of it. It doesn't last long. But if you can just sit in that moment and appreciate the the task at hand, whatever the task is, appreciate it and, and just take your mind. And the reason why you're traveling the task is to get out of the task. It's not to stay there. It's to learn from the task, move on from the task, because eventually you're going to be the one. And then in my case, you're seeing right now, hey, I'm just I'm just a, a guy from the hood of Chicago, in the streets of Chicago. That's all I am, you know, uh, you know, where I come from. And to have had these uh many experiences that I can actually share with people today. It's all because my lesson became my blessing. Wow, that's beautiful, brother. Yeah, I was just reflecting in my mind of uh, Psalm 23. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow and death, I shall fear no evil. And so, like you were saying, brother, yes. we can walk through it, but we've got victory through it. And uh, it's not yes. that we stay there forever. We're there for a season. And... Uh, yeah, man, that's so good. So do you feel like this is a part of your purpose, Omar? Or do you feel like there's more that's uh, becoming clearer about your purpose in life? I believe that uh, it's, it's both. I believe that this is a part of my purpose. But I believe that um, it's so much more that's connecting to the purpose. And I'm interested to see what the overall purpose is, you know, maybe I know that before I lay, lay my eyes uh, closed for good here, 
maybe that's when you know the creator uh you know will reveal but man i'm telling you man i'm i'm having a ball like (laughs) everything hadn't been you know all gravy for me but you know what what i can tell you is that i learned each time i learn uh it has advanced myself and to which you know when people come for advice I'm glad they look at me. They might not be, they might not be giving me a call, you know, Hey, Omar, let's go hang out. And, you know, let's, you know, I'll get those calls too, but that, that might not be most people that, that connect with me. Um, They're, they're, they're there. God brings them to me so that I can share the lesson for whatever they're going through. And um, I'm just happy that he chose me, uh, um, you know, some some guy from the inner city of Chicago mm-hmm. to be able to to do that because um, I love people, I love helping people, and you know, and I see the good, I see the good, and everybody, and I try to connect, I try to connect with that because um, you know we all out here in the world, uh, experiencing the world, you know, trying to um, travel. Um, our, our our minds, our hearts, and our souls to be able to understand it more and more. And, and so right now, we are all students of, of God. And guess what? We'll continuously learn from, from the creations of the world because God is never ending. I don't care how much we learn. There's so much more that we have not learned or can learn uh, all in the process of uh of living in this beautiful world right on i totally agree i feel like uh there's never gonna be a day where i'm just like okay i figured it all out i'm just gonna kick my feet back and that's exciting there's new things to uncover there's new lessons there's there's new avenues always and uh, i love what you said even though you found something that you're deeply connected to that you enjoy helping people through this avenue but your purpose is deeper and it's being uncovered. And when you're in that relationship with the father, with God, he will continuously unveil like, oh, yes, here, here's another piece of it. Here's another piece of it. And then it just comes together and it's always bigger than what we could have thought. Right. And that's why when we get to dream with God, we're like, okay, (laughs) that's his heavenly blueprint on it. I'm liking where this is going, but only he can put it together. Like, you know, he'll use us. It's over our lives, but it can only be done by his leading. And so I'm excited what he's going to continue to release through you, my brother Omar. And, you know, tell us a little bit about your book. Uh, Does it kind of share some of the wisdom that you've, uh, you know, received throughout your life when it comes to uh, credit? Yeah, uh, confident credit is is pretty much, um, you know, giving people some insight into credit repair, uh, understanding, you know, um, things about the process, uh, you know, what they can do, uh, what they cannot do, what the laws would allow you um, to to you know uh, to do is credit repair legal, um, you know, how to get results ways to build your credit fast. So those are uh, just some of the um, trinkets in confident credit. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, people will enjoy it as they uh, get more immersed into it because we live in America. America is a credit driven society. 
think we I think we need to start having more topics about yes it. yes absolutely and you know what it takes people like yourself right that are leaders that have a heart to make a lasting generational impact and sometimes we can't depend on our uh, teaching institutions our government institutions to uh, find a solution but it's through leaders that have the heart to see it through that will you know create uh, and write books or maybe have seminars or just reach out to whoever is in their sphere of influence and then just continuously trickling that impact. Uh, this is how lasting change is made. We can uh, influence the seven mountains that are in our world, which one of them is entrepreneurship, family, faith, uh, entertainment, government, all these different aspects. We can become leaders and and make this impact, and we can unite together to support each other. And so, I support you on what you, what you're doing, yeah. Omar. Where can the people find your book? You, well, um, so you can. Uh, we we're gonna put it on our website. Uh, you know, I just uh, finished it, but we're gonna have it on our website at www.brookbrukcredit.com. Um, or in there, they can also call 888-64-ERACE. That's 888-643-7273. Awesome. And that's also a place where people can connect maybe if they're struggling through credit issues that they can find some more resources on that website and that number? Uh, absolutely. Uh, if they uh, All they have to do is just give us their email address. We'll also send them some free credit repair tips uh, so that they will have those as well, um, you know, via email. But also, you know, um, I do want to say this, you know, um, I don't know if you're wrapping it up, but it's something in my heart, uh, you know, a poem that I would like to uh, express to your viewers. Um, you know, whenever you open up the uh, floor for me to do that i would like to do wow that, that would be amazing yeah so uh, i would i would most welcome that just real quick though what's the name of your uh credit company so is brook b-r-u-k credit restoration and solution okay wonderful and so yeah i just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in yes I'm just grateful that it's inspired me on a deep level and I look forward to hearing feedback from others and I hope and pray that it impacts you too. And is there any other contact information you'd like to share for people to connect with you, social media or anything? So uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter as well as Instagram and that would be Brooke, B-R-U-K Credit. Okay, awesome. All right, Omar, yeah, please uh, close us out with your poem. All right. So this is a poem uh, that I've written um, actually when I was going through um, my uh, walk, and I'm still going through it today, but this was when I was uh, a kid. You know, I, I wrote this poem in college. Okay. Awesome. All right. And the poem, and the poem, entitled, the poem is entitled, um, my poetic testimony. So it goes like this. The love of God is for real. In many ways, it's true. 
For a son named Jesus who died on the cross, he died for me and you. Sometimes I wonder, how could it be this beautiful world? Instead of killing, hating, and despising one another, we need to be treated as equal. I once complained about my shoes until I met a man who had no feet. That was a saying my grandfather said, and to you, I wanted to reach. It simply states how this world complains about life and its negatives, but it never gave praises to God Almighty and the wonders he's always did. Every day in life reality, we will be faced with evil. But if you get on your knees and search for God, I promise that evil will leave you. You don't have to be perfect to touch God's heart. You just love and keep good faith. But note when you sin and bring forth an end, it's him you soon will face. So this I have shared, my friends, for you to have whenever your times may be lonely. You just get on your knees and search for God and remember my poetic testimony. All right, man. Hey, love Much you love guys. to you, Omar. Thank you again for sharing that. Many blessings to everyone who's listening in. And remember, we are here for you. So get connected. You're not in this alone. And keep living your best life. Have a good one.